Welcome to Disrupting Leadership, where we redefine leadership for a post-pandemic era. I'm your host, Dr. Erin Myers, founder of Evolve the Leadership Evolution, where we help leaders accomplish all of their goals without negatively impacting their quality of life. I'm an Air Force veteran, mother of three young, beautiful children, and have a PhD in organizational development and leadership. Welcome to all my evolutionary leaders. So today's episode, I am so thrilled to have Jason Mohammed on with us. And Jason, if you could just give us a brief introduction as to who you are and what you do. Yes, thank you, Dr. Aaron. My name is Jason Mohammed, founder of JM Leadership Development, where our primary goal is to assist your organization to fill or build your leadership bench. That's who we are. I love that. So tell me a little bit more about filling and building. Yeah, absolutely. So some organizations do not have a leadership development program, and some of them that do may not have a way of measuring the success or the effectiveness of their leadership development programs. Uh, and so therefore, what I do is I help them to actually, um, you know, grow their, it's just like a sports analogy, right? You have first string, second string, third string. So people call it secession. Uh, so therefore, that's what I help, you know, organizations to do is to uh, help them to fill their leadership bench or to build one if they don't have one. That's fantastic. Succession planning is so incredibly important. Yeah. That's great. All right. So, Jason, I'd love to know what does leadership really mean to you? Obviously, you take the succession spin on it, but what is leadership? You know, for me... Generally, what people see leadership is, is I lead, you follow. But for me, leadership is influence and service. It's meaning that, you know, leadership is influence. Uh, it's, it, and that can be positive or negative, right? Um, but then service is to serve. So many people kind of equate service or servant leadership to re religious or nonprofit type of leadership. But if you're not serving, you're not leading, right? Because then, first of all, where are you leading people to? How are you leading them, right? And what is your purpose? I remember reading a book by Patrick Lencioni called The Motive. And in this book, he was talking about how this guy wanted to be the leader, wanted to take over someone else's business who he saw as a competitor. But then the competitor was such a wise coach, right, that he's kept asking him questions and interviewing him to the point to where the guy didn't even understand why he wanted to be a leader. And so therefore he conceded to that idea. And, and so that that's what, you know, leadership is. Leadership is influence and service. You have to know why you want to be a leader. Right. And then where are you leading the people to? Uh, the first person that you lead as a leader is yourself. I love that. That ties right into what we stand for. We believe that you have to first have the introspective journey before you can be a successful leader. So leadership is leadership is influence and service. Absolutely. Goes right back to Jason's podcast. You can check that out. That's really inspirational, Jason. I'd love to know if you're open to sharing what guided you to that definition of leadership. Was there something you experienced in your life or, you know, an obstacle that you had to overcome to really come up with that definition? Absolutely. Um, so looking at so many people that were in front of me calling themselves leaders, 
but really we're not servants. We're not serving the needs of those that were under them. And I would wonder, like, how did you get into this position of being a leader? You know, if you're not serving and you're definitely influencing people, but you're influencing them in the wrong way. You know, uh, because I got the influence from reading uh, uh, John C. Maxwell, who says leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. Right. And so but if you have influence and you're not serving people with that influence, then what is the good of having the influence? And so I started looking at it and said leadership is and defining leadership and say, hey, wait a minute. There it is. Leadership is. And then the is is used as influence and service. And so whatever you want to say about leadership, for me, it boils down to leadership is influence and service. And it's really unique to think about succession planning, which is what you focus your business on from the perspective of influence and service. Right. That's something that is real that really differentiates you in my mind, Jason. And I think that's really neat because a lot of people think about succession planning of, oh, let's just have an, you know, another warm body ready to go. But if you think about it from the perspective of influence and service, who might your unofficial influencers be within your organization that you haven't even marked as the potential to be built into a succession plan? Yeah, absolutely. Gallup has a did a they wrote a book, you know, Jim Clifton and Jim Harder wrote a book called It's the Manager. And in this book, they said that, you know, leadership uh, people are promoted into leadership positions, the wrong talent match. 82% of the time. And what that does is that leads to 75% of the reason why people quit their jobs, right? And so, but if you go back to these managers, right, these managers who are first-time managers, they say 34% of them, only 34% of them received any type of mentoring or coaching. Only 31% of them received any type of, you know, inspiration. So So you have people, number one, you're promoting the wrong talent match into leadership positions, and then you don't give them any type of support, you don't give them any type of mentoring, any type of coaching, and you wonder why 75% of the reason why, you wonder why 75% of your population is quitting. They're leaving, they're running from your place, right? So leadership development and promotion of people into leadership positions has to be absolutely intentional. You have to be not just putting cheeks in seats, right? But you got to put the right cheeks in the right seats, right? In order for you to have a successful bus ride to your field trip destination or where you're going as it relates to your organization. But if you're just putting a warm body, as you said, you know, in there, then what's the difference in putting a warm body or a zombie in this seat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to get the same results. 75% of your people are going to quit. So the so the 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 door is always revolving. And what organizations don't realize, Dr. Aaron, is it takes between 33 to 50%, right, of an employee's salary to replace that employee. So you're losing a lot of money. Not only that, but then your culture is being destroyed, right? while you're just promoting this person into this position. Yes, and you can never, if you have that revolving door as well, you can never reach 
the full potential for team dynamics as well. Right. I was just talking to a group of leaders at a large healthcare organization, actually right before this podcast recording, and we were talking about Tuckman's five-step model and how in healthcare there's such a revolving door right now, and you can never get to that fourth stage of team dynamics, which is forming, storming, norming, performing, adjourning. You can never get to that performing stage because you start back over every time someone leaves or you add a new person on. So I'd love to ask you, and I did not prep you for this question, Jason, (laughs) so just be prepared for this. But uh, how far in advance should people be looking at succession planning? So if you want to ultimately bring someone in, let's say I have a five-year retirement plan, how far in advance should I be preparing someone and developing them? to take over? From day one. And what I mean by from day one is, you know, I don't believe in hiring perfection. I believe in hiring potential. That when you're looking for people that you're actually going to bring into your um, into your organization, you're thinking about succession planning then. Everyone that you're interviewing, everyone that's coming into your organization is a potential successor of your leadership. Right. So if you look at between 2022 and 2025, 75 percent of the workforce is going to be millennials, which means that uh, roughly 55,000 or so per month or per week, baby boomers are uh, baby boomers are retiring. They're leaving. So from day one, when you're looking at interviewing people, when you're looking at you know, uh, inviting people into your organization, you're looking at the fit. Where can this person fit? Where can I put this person? The potential, not perfection, because the person can be perfect for the time. But if they but if you have potential, which means that they're coachable, right, they're flexible and, and they're competent, they're trustworthy. All of those things go into that potential. Then you can grow that potential into whatever position that you want to put that person in. And so, yeah, from day one. I love that perspective. Thank you so much. We do often have too close of a tunnel vision to a situation to not really see the full potential. Right. And I think that's so important. I I see this all the time as a veteran, you know, with other veterans where people miss out on veteran hiring opportunities because they're not looking at potential and not looking at the transferable skills that someone may be bringing to the table. Yeah, Dr. Aaron, my leadership development is, simply put, is hokey pokey. What I mean by that is put one foot in, put one foot out. Put one foot in, one foot out of what? The box, right? You gotta think outside of the box sometimes. Many people think they try to complicate. It's really not complicated. It's really simple. And so I use simple language, I use simple techniques, and I use simple, you know, I use a lot of acronyms as well as it relates to my leadership development because I don't want to change anyone's vocabulary, but expand their dictionary. So when they say a word, right, and they say a word based on the acronym that I use, and then it's like, okay, now we can add this up. Now we can connect this whole thing together, you know. And so, yeah, it's, it's really simple. You have such great little like word clips. I don't even know what to call them. There's so many bite-sized nuggets here that you could pull out. I love it. Jasonisms. I'm going to start to call them Jasonisms. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You call them leadership isms. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for that. Absolutely. I love it. Okay. So I 
want to move on to kind of, we've talked about leadership and succession planning and your perspective of leadership. What are the biggest mistakes or lessons learned from your perspective that you would like to share with our audience? Yeah, so it's accepting a leadership role um, just based on the perks. I, I made a mistake from that, right? So not necessarily ready, but the perk package was so like irresistible, I just had to go for it. But then when I got in there, you know, into this leadership position, wasn't really quite ready uh, to deal. And so I made quite a few mistakes that potentially could have harmed, you know, some people as it relates to their growth and development, their career choices. And so um, I started, you know, studying from there, right, that many people, you know, who have uh, tenure in an organization, uh, who are trustworthy, they communicate well, they, they look good, they look like the high performer, they look like the high potential employee, right? But then don't have leadership aspirations. But you make the perk package so beautiful that this person can't resist. And so then they accept this leadership position and guess what? They add to that 82% that Gallup talks about. And I was part of that 82% at one time, you know, being in the wrong talent match in, in a leadership position. So not accepting a position of authority simply because of a perk package. I, you know, I, I, I would accept a position of leadership simply because I want to be a leader and I want to lead, not, not just leading, but serve. That is great. Great piece of advice there. And now I see the tie between why you focus so much on succession planning. There, there's that emotional component there for you because you have been pushed into a succession plan that was not right for you. Absolutely. That's great. Thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing that, Jason. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Are you ready for some rapid fire questions? Let's go. Okay. How would you redefine leadership? I would redefine leadership as leadership is influence and service. Boom. Describe your perfect leader. My perfect leader is an ant. I look at an ant and how they drive the ants and how it's that whole organization is, is built. My perfect leader is an ant. What does emotional intelligence mean to you? Emotional intelligence to me means knowing uh, why I feel what I feel and how I feel affects others and how they feel affects me and then the whole paradigm of what we do and how we do it together. Do you use personality assessments and if so, why? I do not use personality assessments. However, I do help organizations to look at what potential looks like when they're doing their hiring process and their interviewing process. What does a successful team culture look like to you? It means that it's, I can argue with you, you can argue with me, and we can all come out of the meeting. We vote yes together and we operate together. Fantastic. Thank you, Jason. Those yeah. were your rapid fire questions. You have such, I don't know, just concise little takeaways. They're wonderful. Thank you. So I would love to open it up for you. What takeaways or final advice do you have for our audiences? You know, leadership, again, is influence and service. And don't be afraid to embrace the call of leadership. 
Leadership is 26% innate, 74% developed. It's just like the little child that you can find on the playground. They, they, no one taught this child how to organize all the rest of the children and how to do the hopscotch games. Let's go do the hide and seek. Let's do this X, Y, and Z. It's 26%. If you feel that 26% within yourself, develop the 74% and embrace the call of leadership because the world needs great leaders. And if you want to be and desire to be a great leader, stop uh, putting uh, ignore on the call to leadership. Hit, hit the accept button and go ahead and be the leader that you need to be. Don't have a spam filter on. <laughs> I like it. Absolutely. Thank you, Jason, so much. Last question for you. Where can people find you? You're so inspiring. Where can they get more, Jason? I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, unfortunately, my website is, uh, you know, under construction uh, right now. <laughs> so, so, but you can uh, go to my Facebook group um, under JM Leadership Development. And, you know, join that Facebook group. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Leadership JM, or you can find me on Instagram, JM Leadership Development. Um, you can follow my podcast on Apple, you know, Leadership Is, on Spotify, Leadership Is. Um, and just, yeah, that's just, I'm not hard to find. Great. So just search for Jason Mohammed, search for Leadership Is, or JM Leadership and Development. And we'll be able to find it. JM Leadership Development. Easy enough. Yep. Great. Well, Jason, thank you so much. I had the distinct pleasure of being on your pet podcast. I'm so happy to have you on our podcast. And you have just been so inspirational. I can't wait to pull the sound bites out of this one. Yeah. And I thank so. you so much. And I love the fact that you're dealing with post-pandemic. I, I remember very briefly seeing this, um, I think it was a... Uh, the commercial for Vistaprint, right? The business cards. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I believe in when it comes to leadership development, developing next generation leaders, there's three things. There's adapt, innovate, and connect, right? So this um, Vistaprint commercial had this, this lady who had a burger joint business on the waterfront and when she opened up and she opened the windows, fish were jumping in and out of the window from the waterfront. And so what she, what she did was she adapted. Then she innovated her product and turned it from a burger joint to a sushi joint. And then she, <laughs> and then she connected to the people. And so her business was booming better than it was when it was a burger joint. So I think that, you know, dealing with after this pandemic, it really did not uh, make any real changes to organizations, it exposed what changes needed to be made. Mm -hmm. Right? I agree. Yeah. I couldn't agree more, actually. So I, I say it shined a spotlight on issues that needed Absolutely. to be addressed. Absolutely. It's not that they weren't there previously, because they were. Absolutely. It just made them rise to the surface. It That's shined right. that spotlight on issues that were already present. That's right. That's great, Jason. Thank you. Thank you. 
So download our app at the link in the show notes where we provide free resources and provide a community of evolutionary leaders. And if you know of a leader or an organization that would make a good guest, please reach out to us in the app or email us at hello at evolve.vision. That's H-E-L-L-O at E-V-O-L-V-E dot V-I-S-O-N. Yes, it's true. There is no dot com, no dot net, no dot org. It's just evolve.vision. And we want to hear from you. So please provide us feedback and let us know how we can continue to provide value to you. Make sure to connect with us. Thank you.